Welcome to Test Pod. Stanford Steve is here. You are wherever you are. We appreciate you being out there. Shout out to the guy in the Giant who came up today. That's a grocery store in this area. Showed me the Where's the Bus pod. He said, I'm getting ready to listen. I said, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. And I feel like for him and for everybody that's curious, did the bus come this morning? Oh, oh God. We're going to, yeah. The bus came, Scott. You know what else came? Oh, boy. Pavers on the street the school's on. We had all summer to freaking pave the road. We waited for today. Come on. I sw- Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And it's... Oh, and then it was wor- Obviously, it's going to be worse in the afternoon because you got more kids getting picked up than, than dropped off, you know, the way the, the buses go. But I, I could not believe it. Very, very fortunate. We live about a mile and a half from school, so... Um, but yeah, uh, the bus came. Um, I guess there was issues with uh, getting all three in one picture. We everybody know, everybody likes to take that picture first day of school, put it on little, the gram, let everybody little, know. Little sign that says something about first day of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be, you know, a millionaire when I grow up, and this and that, and blah blah blah. Yeah, Charlie. But, uh, Charlie put he was gonna be a robo dinosaur a couple years ago. <laughs> that's that's his goal. He's still on his on his way. I, he might be. Yeah, he might be the first one. Uh, uh, how, when did the when did the outfit planning begin? Oh, like how many days? Like I'm thinking. We, I'm thinking. Not I, great. No. Oh no. What happened? So, well, well, we <laughs> got back from the beach yesterday. Yeah. And I was downstairs and uh, watching the game, and I just hear just outlashing. Of I can't wear that. I'm not wearing that. So uh, mom put the old foot down and uh, said, this is what we're doing. And this is how it's going to go. And uh, I was able to not be a part of that. And uh, kids were fully clothed for school. Fully clothed. Good. Socks. Were not good. nude is, is not nude is a win. But uh, so it sounds like Correct. we had different ideas of like maybe hoping to wear this. Mom says we're wearing that. Correct. And, dad uh, said, "Dad said, oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Tapped dad, out of that. Dad, one. He tapped out of that. <laughs> there, you one. there you go. Tap I'm going to take the garbage out. Tap the helmet, coach. Going <laughs> to hold up a fist. Whatever you got to do to get pulled from the game. These are the these are the moments, folks. These are the moments. Well, bus oh. didn't come to our house yet. Um, we're uh, whew, I don't know, man. Uh, we're we're going to make it. We're going to make it. How's the volume? It's just that." They, you know what? I don't want to paint a picture that isn't true. Our kids, for the most part, honest to God, they 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 do way better than they think they do. They really do. Mm-hmm. They get along mostly until they don't, and and then when they don't, then it's you know all bets off, and um, the volume goes from zero to livid in the in a flash. And then I I if I. If I had a dollar for every time I screamed, why are we? Why are you screaming? And then they say to me, "You're screaming." I'm like, "Yeah." I was just gonna say, "What's your tone when you're saying why very, are we screaming?" Very high, very high. Okay. I mean, we we just we just need the bus uh, to come to to the to our neighborhood. Uh, Charlie, though, this little guy this morning, it was his birthday, and he came up to me and he said, "Daddy, my birthday was a blast. I loved it." I said, F- "Yeah." That's great, man. I'm that's I'd love to hear that. 
He got a book that has 30 dinosaur pictures and you push a button and it makes a sound. Now, Steve, you're a noted dinosaur naysayer. Here's the here's the part that I got to I, I got to admit. How did how do they know what the dinosaur sounded like? Huh? Correct. There's all these really specific explanations about what they ate and how they behaved. How, how do you how do you know who who told you that? Yeah. Huh? But you know what? The little man pushes a button and here's what the Allosaurus says. And I'm good with it because he's happy. You know what else made him happy? Chocolate. No. Well, that <laughs> breaking news. We have we're going to be we're going to make an addition to the squad this fall. We went and, and with an animal. Correct. Not. A, okay. not a, I'm not right. Scherzer. I'm not Scherzer having a fourth. <laughs> what a great picture he put out. Little man. He's got three already. <laughs> his little son's there just screaming his head off. Not a, not a not a child. I'm a I'm a senior citizen. As it is, I'm way too old to have the kids I have. Uh, we lost we lost Otis the dog. And the spring, as everyone knows, if I haven't said this, I want to say I, I got an incredible amount of uh, just cards and notes and artwork. People just yeah, portraits sending things in. And I, I'm forever grateful for the kindness that you showed. Um, and in, as much pain as as you sign up, knowing you're going to endure, you sign up willingly, and we're uh, we're looking forward to welcoming a a new guy to town in less than a month. Um, and we went, it was like, it was like a dog combine. There's a mm. litter, litter of these Rhodesian Ridgebacks and you sort of go and meet them and they kind of meet you. And then I guess they're trying to figure out sort of what kind of match do we have? And I'm thinking, you want to see what it is? All right. Little guy's Charlie. Yeah. Right now he's got Charlie. Charlie's sitting there with his whistle and his stopwatch timing the dogs. No, nah, he's just trying to pick them all up. And you're doing a whole lot of Charlie, 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 Charlie don't, don't step on the, don't step on the, okay. And you could, and in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, will they send any dog home with us? You know, I mean, they're look, you see it. This is what it is, man. This get a good look. This is, but I mean, you could see, uh, obviously, there was a whole lot of love and excitement and enthusiasm. So, uh, up to went up to Pennsylvania, Reading slash Reading, PA. I believe it's Reading, PA. Yes. Um, and we're gonna gonna have a have a new guy. Name, don't know. I want Louie. Louie's my choice. We got we have some. All right. Who's answers. in charge? Let's let's find out. You know, I'm afraid let's, let's the tie, I'm a, the ladder here. I'm afraid the, the tiebreaker might be Charlie. And I don't think you're <laughs> I don't think you can put a five year old in charge of a dog name because he wants to name it Blueberry Head. <laughs> Or Cheerios, like what the fuck? Come, come on, man! It's not a dog thing. And so he, you can't let a five-year-old be in charge of anything. So right now it's a bit of a tiebreaker. We're at an impasse. I don't know. We're going to see where we land, but uh, that's happening. That's awesome. Good it stuff. is. Yeah, we, it was at the tail end of a little trip, and the kids didn't know we were doing it. It was a surprise, and. We, we took that in over the weekend. 
Before we move on here, a couple of things going on at ESPN Podcast that I'd like to mention. First, 30 for 30 Podcasts presents the longest game. In the spring of 1981, the Pawtucket Red Sox and the Rochester Red Wings met for a minor league game. Over the course of 33 innings, the two teams would make history. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the new ESPN College Game Day podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel officially kicked off last week. Check those guys out as they look ahead to an enormous week one in college football. You got new episodes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's the College Game Day podcast. Find it wherever you're listening to this show right now. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. I have a list of things to discuss. Go. Week zero. I don't know if I was all in on Nebraska, but I was I was I was a big proponent of them from last year. You were. Record was what it was. A lot of close losses, but they competed. They battled. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm saying that team, they're close. They're gonna turn a corner. Or they're gonna kick an onside kick up two scores in the fourth quarter. Uh, or second half anyway, and they're going to lose. They went all the way to Ireland to lose a conference game to Northwestern. And here's all I want to know. Because Nebraska fans, I, I, I get what you are. you got a proud history. No one's saying you don't. Mm-hmm. You're passionate. I, I, I appreciate it. I respect it. But at some point, like, can you honestly assess where, where you are? Because this was the guy. He was your Mario Cristobal. He was your guy. It was one of you that you were bringing back to get you back to what you were. And I mentioned Miami specifically because Nebraska and Miami linked together in the past with kind of where those programs were. And it's been a while for Miami and maybe Cristobal will get him there. But Frost was supposed to be your guy. Like you got rid of Polini because he wasn't good enough. What's Frost's record? 15 and 30? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not him, like who who's who's the person that can do this? I just I don't know the answer to that. It's rhetorical. I just can't fathom being that fan base. And it's not even week one. It's not even September. And you already have to try to stomach that. Yeah, uh, I, I said that, that it was a people, you know, must win all this. Got to start off on the right track. And they didn't. And I think not enough credit is going towards Northwestern. I thought they I, played fantastic. Um, the call, obviously, I'm a believer you use an onside kick when your defense is struggling. And I didn't think Nebraska's defense was struggling. A couple turnovers got them in a tough spot, I thought. I thought for the most part their defense was playing well. Uh, I thought Helinski played great. I thought their offensive line for Northwestern with, with, with their physicality, did a good job. But to go up 11, I think it's like, what, eight minutes left? And 
in the third and you're up 11, like pin those guys back, you get another stop. And now you really got momentum and the, you know, it's, it's, it's your favorite argument about fourth downs. You know, everybody loves it until you don't get it. Yep. And outside kicks, I I'm different. I, I, I use it when my defense is struggling. I didn't think their defense was struggling that bad. And the worst thing that possibly could happen is Northwestern has a couple of big plays, and now the momentum is going the total other way. But I will say this, okay, because mm-hmm. now we have, you know, 24 hours of these are the three best candidates to take over Scott Frost's position. Don't, don't do this, that. You know, like, I got no time for that. I got no time for saying the season's over. These guys work their butts off all off season. They still have the opportunity of a lot more better than an opportunity than a lot of teams out there with a big battle rival in Oklahoma coming in. They could turn their season around in a blip if they get a win in a couple of weeks. And I, that's what they have to be worried about. That's that's what they have to be focused on. I agree because unlike the person on Twitter that can just say anything, these people are invested. They're in the yes. arena and you know, they got you got mad at the Northwestern coach talk O line about oh, we only threw up four times during practice. Look, you gotta eat that one. You gotta wear that one. Okay. You gotta wear that mm-hmm. one. And Nebraska fans, you don't get to talk about Northwestern. They've been in two Big Ten championship games in the last four years. How many you've been in? But just don't. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't talk about them. Don't try to blow out their candle to make yours look brighter. You don't have to do any of that. What you gotta do. As much as it sucks, is what Steve just said. Stop talking about new people. It's it's week zero. Mm-hmm. Put your head down. Be what people, myself included, thought you could be. Win some games. Put it behind you because you have a ton of opportunity in front of you. Um, it's just it, it it when you take it and put it with the past, it's hard not to look at it and go, man. This is another one-score loss. It just keeps on happening. And, I mean, look, if it if this season continues down a path that isn't satisfactory, then that'll be it for Frost, all right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Then you can talk about what's next. But you're right. What's next for them is, is next game. Yeah. Next, next game. But it's that's a long way to go to take an L like that. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to feel like, being up eleven in the in the late, you know mid third, uh, you, you lose the lead before the half. I thought offensively they threw the ball all over. I loved what I saw from Thompson, except for the two picks in the in the you know fourth quarter when he's trying to make a play. I get that. Those went through hands. Through I, hands. I think I think there's stuff to build on there. There you go. And I expect more from them. I I thought Oklahoma coming to Lincoln was a win this year for Nebraska, and now. I obviously have a couple of questions, but there's no doubt in my mind that that's still a winnable game for them. And that's what you got to do. You got to work on the things the next two weeks to get right against teams that you definitely should be in front of your home crowd. And then you got everything you want. Everything's in the past. You got what you want. And that's a big boy game against Oklahoma. Anything else from week zero that you want to discuss or anything you saw that was, you know, I went to bed in Hawaii. Hawaii was beating uh, Vanderbilt, and I woke up, and Vandy won by 60. (laughs) What what happened on the island? It uh, it got out of hand quick. I give Vandy credit. 
I give Andy credit. They stuck to their guns. They ran the ball. Uh, the quarterback's a real good athlete, and they ran a lot of quarterback runs. Love what I saw from their tight end play. They got a bunch of fifth-year guys that'll get in you and are the difference on the edge, and I liked what I saw from there. I was really impressed going back and watching Illinois. I think they got something there. If they're on your schedule, look out. I don't know why the hell they're getting points from Indiana this week. Give me the points there. I know everybody's going to be on it, but I don't care. They got a game under their belt, and that team is going to be reckoned with. They got a good old line. They got speed at the skill positions. And DeVito looks like a totally different player. And I will say this. This has been a pet peeve of mine. Maybe we bring back things I hate. When, if the referees are as good as they should be with their vision, how can we have guys going out with thigh-high Ocean Pacific shorts on with thigh pads in them and playing? Well, you hate Drake the fact- May, they don't wear knee pads. Their, their pants are mid-thigh, like your OPs back in the day. We were talking about thigh-high. A lot of thigh oh, in the age. High thigh. High a, lot thigh. Of, a lot of high thigh for the fellas. Remember the I OP mean, shorts, guys? I tape. Hey, I, you want to wear some really snug corduroy pants? Huh? You like that? Yeah. It, 80s. Van Pelt. Go ahead. It's gotten out of control. And I don't understand how the refs don't make. Like, the guys have knee pad um, holders in their pants for knee pads. They don't wear knee pads, and they just roll their pants up because it looks cool and somebody's going to get smashed on their kneecap with a helmet and it's going to be a problem. I wish the referees like never can't ever say any bad word about a referee. All you got to do, but is go over to the pregame. Hey, pull the pants down the knee pad part, not the whole pants, get some knee pads in there. Tell the equipment trainer. I can't imagine how equipment managers must be losing their minds. Just looking at these guys every time, knowing that it's only going to hurt them. But the kids just want to look cool. You hear so that? That's American, what I got to say. America, the American football playing you put put your knee pads in. You're going to have a bad thing happen. That's old. Your old buddy Stanford Steve talking. I got news for you, pal. They don't. What? They don't care what you think. They want to look cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, one other observation: Nebraska. When you go with the red pants, you can't wear the red tights underneath. Bad look. Bad. 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 Bad look. Okay, Go so. back to the white socks and black cleats, and maybe that'll be a start to get back to your foundation. All right, so a couple of couple fashion notes there from Stanford Steve. We talked last week about sort of week one and all the things we're sort of excited about. I as I look as I look today, just get, get, get a little idea where, where might we be mm-hmm. looking later in the week for winners. Mm. A lot, a lot to choose from out there. <laughs> a lot to choose from. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, I, think I predicted you will have seven. It's going to be hard for me to, to narrow it down. There's Are a couple you of come out with a 10 pack right off the right, right off the get. Could be some Friday night tasty treats. Could be some of that. You're going to have Indiana. Then. Maybe. What about Colorado? The world's on TCU. Oh, Colorado. Terrible. Pretty bad. They might be. They okay. might be. All right. Well, I you know me. I'll I'll take a bad team. I'm not afraid. No, you're not. You didn't have Hawaii, huh? No, thank God. But I liked. I told people maybe take a little nibble on Charlotte, and that was that wasn't right. But that was fake. That was not a real pick. If it won, I would have said it was. You know how that works. Come on, 
been doing this long enough, people. I'll float what was it out record there. Last year, what was the record last year? Official. 19 over 500. <laughs> 19 over 500. Uh, all free, all documented on television. You know, yeah. not some not some I'm bozo sure. on, on Twitter telling you he's got winners. Come on. You know what it is. Uh, so that makes that makes it for a very, very nerve wracking season. Yeah. Not as nerve wracking as having a number one pick in fantasy. Ooh, how do we do? You know, I, you know, I, I got a got an email that said I got an A my draft, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, I think last year I got it. I think last year in that league, I got a C on my draft and then a guy had to come bring me a bag. <laughs> Alleged, allegedly, I mean, it's, I, that's is that legal? If it's not illegal, that, that didn't happen. I'm just it's talking metaphorically. Uh, I took Josh Allen number one. It's two quarterback league, and and I'm not waiting 24 picks to get a quarterback. So I took Josh Allen number one, and I just sat there and smiled, felt good about it. There are those wow. that people say, "Don't do that." Well, two quarterback league, I'm not waiting. It's your team. You can do what you want. I couldn't it's agree more. Fantasy football, right? So do it, you know? do it. Yeah. You want to, you want to take, take defense in the middle of the rep, do what you want to do. You feel good about you, getting the bills early. Fine. Take them. I, I always, okay. I always try and say, I'm not a philosopher as you would think. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't get mad over things you don't have control over. And if a guy gets hurt in the NFL and he's on your fantasy team, tough. Cause you know what? It's going to happen. You know what's going to happen? It's going to happen again. Correct. So, I will say your that, instincts. I mean, how many titles do you have? Whoa! Why, why do you second guess your mind? I don't. Not anymore. I, mean, I don't. The, I just the I shelves are stocked with trophies. I solicit information, and then ultimately, I mean, you know, I got to ride. I'll ride or die with me. I don't, yeah. I don't know all these. I don't know who these people are. Whose whose emails I get flooded with about sleepers. <laughs> What are your bona fides? Huh? Um, how many how many times does the clock start to wear on you? What was the time limit for picks? Uh, I think it was one minute. And I, I had one just colossal screw up where I tried to take uh, a receiver and then I freaked out and hit the wrong button. And it's just and I was going to try to stop it. But this is a league where I, don't, I literally don't know people. And the last thing I wanted to be was the jack wagon that's like, wait, wait, hold on. Because they're just like, oh, for Christ's sake, button it up. And so I just lived with a mistake. But my mistake was I got Zeke Elliott. So, Ooh, I kind of like him this year. Well, I kind of would have liked to have had a wide receiver five rounds into the draft, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see how it all shakes out. No one cares about any of this. It, it is just it is fantasy draft season. I think Steve, Steve's but, instinct's good. Just take, take who you want and, sh- and tell everybody to shut up. Yeah. Do whatever you do, whatever no you want. one it's knows. A, it's a fake team. It's a fa- I mean, fake. It's not real. It's, the only person it's real for is you. Yeah. And you know, all these rankings that you're reading and shout out to all our fantasy people. Like they do an unbelievable job. They know every situation. I love it. But you know what happens when you do a gambling show and you have to give out picks? Everyone knows your record. You know, what doesn't happen with fantasy rankings. Yep. No one ever goes back and looks at them, ever. And it would be so fun. It would be such good content if we did that. I don't know why people don't like doing that. Right. Cause I mean, I gotta live with I gotta live with everybody heckling me when when my picks go wrong. I could go four yeah. and one. I go four and one, I give it out loser, and I got uh, I got people on Twitter giving me a hard time for the one I got wrong. 
right. you. You know what? It was free. You're four and one. Don't don't come at me screaming about I lost a pick. Shut up. You pick. What are your picks? Rename winners. It's going to be winners. Dot, dot, dot. F you. There you go. I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if our sponsors. Would I don't get think a sponsor me. will get one of those. Right. With me openly cursing at our viewers. But I mean, it's uh, it's it's all it's. And everybody that does, I see you. It's late on Saturday night. You've been hearing it from the fan bases because people oh. take it very personally. They think you hate their. They already think we hate their teams to begin yeah. with. And then if you if you pick and you could pick a team plus thirteen and a half points, and the team that wins, they think you hate. I said no, no, no. I'm not saying your team's going to lose. I'm just saying I don't think you're going to win by two touchdowns. Just figure mm-hmm. it out. Figure it out. It's math. It's not complicated. I mean, it is for me and Steve, but somehow me, we understand how to add 13 and a half to the final score, <laughs> right? Like math 101, it gets tricky. You got graphs and whatnot. I got yeah. dividing and there's no dividing. It's just addition. <laughs> Gambling simple. It's addition or subtraction. I can, I can figure that out. We don't hate you, but you, you fire at people on Twitter too, because at some point you're just like, hey, 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 buddy, enough. Enough mm. with your nonsense. I got yeah. one other thing I want to mention from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Shot to Rory McIlroy. Oh, that dude! For the for the basically since the whole live thing started, he's been the guy. He's been the guy every week that's asked to be sort of the spokesman spokesman for the tour, and he's does it, and he's thoughtful about it. I think he's reasonable about it, and he's honest about who he is and what he's not. When he said, when there, there's an alpha, when we all get together, it's clear there's an alpha in the room and it's not me. He's talking mm. about Tiger. He's talking about Tiger. He knows what he's yep. not. You know, he knows he's not Tiger, but he also knows who he is. And he's confident enough and secure enough in his voice to use it and not be afraid and to stand out there and, you know, be thoughtful. And mm. he's gracious. He's gracious in defeat. Crushed when he lost to St. Andrews. Crushed. Oh. But. In the end, it's at uh, East Lake at the end of the playoff. You know, Scotty Scheffler, the weight of the lead is a lot, man. He had a six-stroke mm-hmm. lead, and here's, he's the number one. Four days, rain delay. It's just uh, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And a six-shot lead slipped through his hands. He's had. A, a, he's one of a lot of people that have lost leads on Sunday. It's hard to win. It's wild how that goes. I don't think Cam Smith wins at St. Andrews if he led. He led on Saturday. Played like crap in the third round. He was honest about how playing without the lead Sunday just freed him up. And he, well, you saw what he did. He played great, made a mile of putts, won the open. Well, Rory catches Scheffler, apologizes to him on the green. Sorry, Scotty. Apologizes to Scheffler's dad. I don't know if you saw that video. He's like, I'm sorry. His dad's like, you know, for what? 118 million. And if, if Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, could have awarded an MVP trophy to anybody, it would have been Rory. And it's worth more than 18 million. So salute to Rory for being sort of the un. He didn't run for office, but he was the voice of the tour. Uh, and at the end of it, you know, he wins the playoff. And he trade that $18 million for the Masters that Scotty won. He trade that $18 million for the Open that Camp Smith mm. won. But as consolation prizes go, eh, you know, $18 million. Can put some put some fuel in your G5 with that. Get from yeah. A to B. Can you imagine? Imagine what? 
he gets a check like what? What did Morikawa tell us this Wednesday? Right in the old bank account. Yeah, I think you just go on your app and you just and you just direct it's just direct deposit. There it is. Oh, looky there. I've I remember hearing a story years and years ago about Drew Bledsoe. Like, remember the remember the old days you could call into your bank and, and punch in an account number and like it would give you your account. And when his when his signing bonus hit, him and his brother were up at like two in the morning calling to hear just just to listen, which is such a great story because a million percent you can relate to how incredible that would be to being a guy who a week before that might have had like $9.12. I mean, I can't tell you how many checks to Domino's Pizza in Ellicott Hall I wrote. It was like, I just crossed my fingers and said, man, I hope it gets through. Might not. And then you get you, then you get clipped twice as much as the pie and the fee oh. for the bounce check, right? So I can certainly relate to the moment of, God, I hope it... I don't know. Or knowing, knowing full well that the check you're writing for 10 bucks isn't even close to worth the paper it's written on, but you're going to eat that sausage pie right now. Um, so, yeah, good for good for Rory. I mean, he's he just he's very wealthy. Just put it with the rest. But I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I promise you, you know, Elon Musk had been down to pick up 18 million. Do you like the Lions coaching staff on hard knocks? I mean, you and I talked about him last year, just liking the group as it was assembled before. Yeah. What's not to like? Do you? Yes. I love him. I love him. I just, I really think I watched, I watched them yesterday when I got home from the beach, I wanted to see who was, I mean, obviously golf didn't play and I'll be swift played, but like I'm, I'm on Rose out there. And the NFL is just such its own world because I think watching Hard Knocks too, I, I, somebody said it when they went to to practice with the Colts, like, yeah, the the real Lions finally showed up in Hard Knocks. You know, they they can make they can make anybody look like a Super Bowl champion with all that access to film. But it's just amazing how hard it is to win in that league, and you just see those guys putting every single ounce. Of, of effort and belief and mind and everything in that. And, you know, I, I, I think they're limited. And I, I, think, I think they know they're limited. And that's why he keeps enforcing this is how good we have to be and can't blow games late. You can't let up at any point. But I just – it really, really shows how much of a different animal the NFL is with just that idea of how hard it is to win. I mean, it, it just – that's the first thing I, I just – it sticks out um, to me, and uh, it's fantastic to me. I love all the guys on that team. Uh, Jamal Williams, I don't think I would mess with that guy. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's obviously entertaining. That's what it is. It is a TV show, but a TV I show. will, right. Never forget I will that. be watching. We'll be watching uh, a lot of Lions games this year. Shout out to Khalil Pimpleton. We returned man from Central Michigan that we had on our show. He returned two punts for touchdowns last year. And the first half of a game we gave he, it was part of like the bad beat of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. We gave yeah. him an award. Best performance in a bad beat. Whatever it was, it was just an excuse to, to show him some more love. Uh, I hope he catches on somewhere because he's infectious 
a lot of a, a favorite of a, I think a lot of the people that are watching that show. Uh, but you, I just one thing you spoke to Steve about just how hard it is to win that league. That that's 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 what I I always try to figure out a way to describe it in a way that just I don't get sick of me saying it over and over again. But I always you know it's a coin flip league. It's a red zone league. I mean, it's the difference between do you get three or do you get seven when you get close? Uh, because I mean, look, you see it week zero. There, there really isn't much. Hawaii versus Vandy out there. There's not much. You don't get many Sunday games where the difference is that vast. Sure. Sometimes teams, they're, they're bad teams. They're teams that will have bad records, but those teams are capable as we know, any given Sunday, all the cliches, but it's, it comes down to what you're saying. It's so hard to win. And, and that's why when people like culture is one of the easiest things to talk about. It's one of the easiest things to put on a shirt but 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 real culture and, and real belief, I think is is it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Teams that teams that win expect to win and do the things that are habit forming that lead to winning. And teams that don't don't. And and that's why when I hear people talk about learning how to win, I I, I feel like that you have to see it happen. You know whether it's a team like the Chargers through the years. You know. Um, learning how how in those moments to just believe that you're going to do the thing that leads to a victory and making that thing happen. Now that sounds again that sounds cliche or corny like it's not a magic trick, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. somebody in every yeah. game, somebody in every game is going to make a play. And yeah. and teams, I think a team like the Lions is trying to figure out what is the ingredient. What's what's the component that I bring to that equation? That makes that happen because then it becomes habit forming and then it becomes the, the expectation. Um, it just hasn't been for so long that something I often say about other things is you look for the boogeyman around every corner, you'll find it because you'll mm. turn something that isn't into it because you, that becomes self-fulfilling <laughs> as well. And God knows <laughs> the lions have met the boogeyman over and over and over again. One yeah. of these days they're going to put that boogeyman in a headlock and say, get that out of here. Mm. I got one last thought before we go. The floor is yours. When's the last time you stayed in a hotel room? Let's see. Um, New I York? Mean, no, no. Uh, I was down in, uh, down in uh, North Carolina when I got, okay. a, got an award. Went down there oh, yeah. and accepted an award. Um, Why? What, what, what do you got? This, I got an got observation it, because I feel like it's epidemic going on in hotels. And I, I just really realized. Okay. Do you take the, the, the towel that they give you, the placemat, and put it outside the shower? Because I know I'm a bigger guy, but it's getting out of control. That thing is getting smaller and smaller and smaller every hotel I go into. And I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not staying in these rinky-dink hotels. Like I'm staying in nice hotels. We got to do something about the placemats that go out. Because not only me, but when I'm giving kids these tubs and showers, it's, it's, about, it's, a, it's, it's a little bigger than a washcloth now. Okay, a couple things here, observations. Number one, stand for Steve. He ain't staying in no BS rinky-dink hotels, okay? No. Nice nice hotels he would like a bath mat that is commensurate 
with a nice yes. hotel. Thank you very much. How about a bigger size? That's yes. all. That's it. All and right. I know and people are going to say, oh, use one of the big towels as a placemat. When you have three kids, you know what goes fast in your hotel room? Towels. towels. Also, he's not a savage, <laughs> right? This is a man that appreciates how things are supposed to go. He's not just going to go chucking a towel on the ground willy-nilly. Maybe he might if he has to, but probably not. I mean, if we're going to complain, I mean, could we, could I get a could I get a piece of soap that's bigger than a cheese it? <laughs> what am What are you kidding? I'm six six, man. Like uh, I, I just, I just, I un, I un, unfurl. What's the? I just you, you open it up and you're looking at it. This, this, like, this. Oh, it's it's a soap Hershey kiss. It's a cheese it. It's the size <laughs> of a cheese it. And then I get in there and I'm like, rub, rub, rub. And then I look around like, what, what are we doing? Which is why back in the day when I used to travel quite a bit, simple cheat code. Just throw a bar of soap in your toiletry bag. Oh, always, always. Well, you got to, because if always. you don't, you can't get clean with that. No, no. So no. I think we should do. I mean, I, I would, I'd like to see a little bit bigger soap. I'm telling people. When you take a shower, look down at that placemat. It is a dead square. That's not a towel, and that's not a placemat. All right. It's out of hand. And you're big, and you're probably in there all rub-a-dub-dub and making just a <laughs> horrific mess everywhere. You get out, it looks like a crime scene. Well, I mean, that, in common with, with the kids, <laughs> like, it's just well, a Of course. Song, I can not agree more. Like, but so. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Um feel like some important things have been covered. Need Steve would like bigger, bigger bath mats. Mm-hmm. Like to see some guys wear knee pads. Wants Nebraska not to wear the red leggings. Correct. Um, I just just a little bit bigger bar soap would be really helpful to the to the traveler, <laughs> whether it's an occasional traveler or a weekly traveler. I feel like everybody could use a little more, a little more clean in their life. All right, uh, enjoy week one draft. Who you want to draft? Um, that's all I got. Have a great week, y'all. Happy football. Game week. Game week. Focus. Keep your poise.